the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. Welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with George Allman, Mark, and Ken have the day off this morning. Good morning, sir, not good, gentlemen. Yes, good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing well thus far. Thus, it's early. It is early. A lot of opportunity could, to go in either way. It could. At any moment, it could take a drastic change. Hopefully all for the better. Only, only, only. How are you this fine day? Overall, I'm well. I, I have some allergies, so my, my voice might crack a little while we're talking here. Oh, I thought that was, that was age-related. <laughs> it uh, might be age-related, yes. too. Yes. Um, when I got up this morning, I took two allergy pills, so I don't have that issue. So <clears throat> what you're saying is I should have taken some medication this morning. Well, you did, right? Yeah, but, but yeah, once I got here. Yeah, yeah. I have more in the car if you want. We'll, we'll be fine. All right. Um you know, I did, it was overcast this morning, wasn't it? It was. There was actually a little bit of uh, fog as I was coming down the hill to get here. But we did have clear skies earlier in the week. You got to see the rocket launch and the we did. satellite train. We talked about the No, we didn't see the satellite train. We went in, but the it goes too far south for us to see went that straight portion over, of it. Straight yeah. over me, as did the... The rocket launch. I really enjoy that. And we it do never too. gets and, old. And the, the rocket launch itself, on a clear sky, we actually see it just as it's coming up off the horizon. So you get to see the full arc. We do. As it, yeah. yeah, it's coming at me by the time it gets to me. It seems strange because it's, what, 15 miles? You're probably 15 or 20 miles north of me. Yeah, but give or take. But it makes a big difference. It does. And we had... Uh, very nice, cool weather this week, relatively speaking. Relatively, especially the evenings, which I know particularly are are favorable for your sleeping habits. Yeah, I bought a I bought a new fan last week, and one of the attributes of said fan is how quiet it is. And I don't think so. <laughs> I would I I beg to differ with the with, with the, the manufacturer. Box. Yeah, yeah. we're supposed to have a a cool weekend or a seasonal weekend, but it's supposed to warm up in the middle of the week. And I don't think there's any significant humidity on the horizon in the immediate future, but we shall see. It has been nice. The, excuse me. The evenings and the mornings are quite cool. It's yeah, lovely. See, I think that's just you. You can blame it on the allergies, but I think it's just, just you. Just age-related? Probably. Yeah, perhaps so. Okay. Sorry. Where were you going I before was I commenting so on the cool evenings and cool mornings, and it's been lovely to sit outside and, and enjoy that. It has been. There's been a proliferation of spiders in my yard so in the evening when i go down to lock up chickens and in the morning when i go to let them out i have to carry a stick with me and wave it in front of me yeah our uh, place as well and the nursery quite honestly i mean it's the same thing if, if you're not the first per- if you're the first person walking around the nursery you're walking through tons of spider webs i really don't like that not because i'm worried about the spiders because i just don't care but i don't like their webs sticking to my face and facial hair and concur it's it's icky uh, do we have any classes coming up? Why, I think we do. In San Diego today at 9 o'clock, it's Carnivorous Plants with Hong of the San Diego Carnivorous Plant Society. We've quite a number of carnivorous plants events going on. And then at 9.30 in Wait, pa- wait, wait. My carnivorous plant is still alive. Well, that's good. And, and our houseplant lady, Miss Carolyn, gave me two, and one of them didn't make it. But it, it was on the way out. That's why she probably gave them to me. But 
So we're oh, hoping we'll that the other ones. We'll have to discuss <laughs> that a little bit later. We're hoping the other ones later. gonna gonna work. But at, okay. ni- at nine thirty in Poway, if you can't get enough of David Ross's voice on the radio, you can come <laughs> in person and see him as he presents a class on staghorn fern care culture and remounting. And the only reason you have to do that is because currently there is not another one scheduled at the other store. Correct. People keep asking, when can we go see it somewhere else by somebody else? By, by somebody else. Yes. Not necessarily somewhere else, but just... By somebody yeah, else. Uh, no, there's nothing not scheduled in the short term. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. I did wear a dark shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to, to keep you informed, next week at 9 o'clock on the 19th, it's How to Properly Fertilize with Richard. And in Poway, we have an Irrigations Basic class with Scott Jones, a former uh, Walter Anderson employee. Should we mention... Uh fertilizer right now because we have the author we have a segue into it by saying yes we can mention fertilizer so there's a very sad moment i think there is a sad moment well potentially sad moment with regard to fertilizers right we're not we're not a hundred percent sure or are we now we're pretty sure okay so what's the bad news grow power our mainstay one of our mainstay fertilizers and our favorite because of what it does for the soil because it's teaching your plants to fish, right, George? Absolutely. Um, their principal passed away unexpectedly unexpectedly earlier this year, and they are closing down the company. And that's sad and tragic. I mean, it's it a great product, and we sell. And tons just the of whole it. picture. It is sad that we're going to lose a product. It's tragic that the principal is no longer there, and um, we have. What, two more weeks or a week and a half to place orders, and then grow power is gone. And so I'm going to have to go sniffing around, rooting around for something else. So if you are a grow power fan, start the run on grow power soon. We have an enormous order coming in to to cover that, but it's unfortunate. It's a very versatile product. We can use it on, you can use it on nearly everything in your garden. And for those of you who are, Listening to your radio and not watching, I am nodding my head in agreement, but it's not coming through the through the radio. I, I think the, you know the, it's well. We we often tout it, and it's not organic. It does have a lot of organic properties because of the humic acid, and so we we like using it. And so we, you know, some of the fallbacks are going to be the organic fertilizers, which have some humic acid right. in it, but not as much, and it's a different formulation. But it has always been a product that is greater than its. Makeup? Uh, that's a fair assessment. I would agree with that. It's a catalyst. It right. makes things happen. And it, it does much more than its numbers would, would Len, allude lend to. You to be- yes. 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 Exactly. Very sad. And then on a brighter note, we have something growing at the <laughs> we, nursery, We correct? have something growing at the nursery. If you've followed us on Facebook or Instagram, you've probably seen it. And there's quite a buzz. We're having folks come in from different parts of the county to look at this thing that's growing in our store in Poway. Is it a tumor? It is It is not a tumor. Is it, it is a... It? Go oh, ahead. Are we doing, are we doing 21 gonna, no, questions? No, we're not is it, going it's to. bigger than a bread box. Okay. It is much bigger than a bread box, although yes. it wasn't bigger than a bread box a week ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, small a month box. ago it wasn't. No, it's tiny. So we have a corpse flower or a... Amorphophallus titanum. Growing at our Poway store, and we've had it for since 2018. I believe it was December of 2018 when we got it in as a a young pup, and every a year five gallon. Every year we have the vegetative phase where we get the tree form growing in our store, and it after a period of time it goes dormant, it goes dies dormant, down, and then each year it grows back, and we have great hope that we're going to get a flower. And every year it's vegetative and vegetative until this year, just a couple weeks and ago. This year it has shown us. It has shown us its cards. It's going to be a flower. It's going to bloom. We don't know exactly when it's going to bloom, and I'm beginning to understand why John would, John Clements from the San Diego Botanic Garden would say, I don't know. It's somewhere in to, this or, window. So we're guessing five to 10 days from now, we will have a stinky, enormous flower blooming at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway. Very exciting. And lots of, as I said, lots of people have already begun their journey to come in and look at it. We've had some repeat customers already. They're every day. Well, we're seeing the changes from morning to afternoon. Right. An inch, an inch plus of growth during the day. It's up to about two inches a day that the right flower is expanding. 
We were, uh, Capri and I were in San Francisco back in July, and we were in the Conservatory of Flowers where theirs was about to bloom. And I began speaking with a woman who was standing in front of their corpse flower, and she said she was coming every single day to watch it. And I thought that was kind of odd, but now I'm seeing it in the Poway store where people are coming. And we're watching. Oh, the first thing I do is walk to look at it. And and then throughout the day, I meander over there to see what changes have occurred in in an hour. I've been been sending my daughter's pictures every day. And I was admonished yesterday that I was taking the pictures from different angles. And couldn't (laughs) I standardize my photographic angle? And so what... What is going to happen soon to that end? Well, ideally, in a perfect world, we have a camera that hopefully will get set up here today or by Monday with uh, time-lapse photography that we'll have set up. And we'll be able to we'll put it all together. And hopefully, as it's beginning to actually open up, maybe we can live stream the whole thing. Exactly. Is that what we were talking That's about? That's our plan. Okay. It, it, it was disconcerting the first year when that leaf started to die down because I didn't I figured it was something I had done. I didn't know it went dormant. <laughs> and about a month ago, let's see, two months ago, the bulb started to push out a new little tiny piece of growth. So towards the end of June, month and a half ago, the flower bud was probably a half an inch tall. Probably. I have some camera shots. We can look at the date. And, and then it yep. started growing a... An inch a, or a half an inch a day, and then it started growing an inch a day, and now it's growing a couple of inches a day. Well, today's the twelfth, and on August first, it was at about ten inches tall, and it's exceeding yeah, our twenty-four inch mark now. now. Yeah, well over. It's pretty neat. It's very neat to see, even though it's not blooming, even though it's not stinking, and probably since it's not stinking, it would be an opportune time to to come and. And, and, and we do sell it. a similar plant, the same genus, just the, different species. The baby one. The baby one. And we have those for sale right now in and, the Poway store. I um, I actually have two of them growing at home. Did you? Slowly, yes. From this year? From this year. But they were they were not from our stock. A friend gave them to me. Uh-huh. He, he, had, he had pups. Some people call those leopard plants or leopard trees because of the spots on the stems. Right. Well, that's the way it was back in the day. In your youth. When, in, in my youth. That was a long, long, long time oh, I, ago. I know. Is there anything, uh, any other flower? Oh, you know what? Yes. A weed. A weed grows in Brooklyn. <laughs> and four o'clocks. The marble of, marvel, why is it the marble of Peru? The marvel <laughs> of Peru. I'm having trouble. Uh, usually. Mirabilis, the f- four o'clocks. Have you ever grown them? I've not grown them, but I, after you mentioned to me mentioned them to me this morning, I recognized them. I had them volunteer in my yard after rains, after runoff has visited from somewhere up the street, and I've always dug them out because they have a a fleshy tuber root, and they are hard to get rid of, and they seed prolifically. But I did violate my rule and let one grow in my compost pile. And it is probably two to three feet tall and four to six feet wide now. And just covered with flowers that open in the afternoon. I guess they're fragrant. About, about I've four never, o'clock? I'm guessing. 345-ish? But is that daylight time or standard Ooh, time? Good. And how do they know? How do it know? Interesting. The, the poor guys. So now you don't water your compost pile, do you? Or occasionally? Well, or? next to them is where I finally planted my potato tubers. So they kind of are getting okay. a little bit of water. But they, they hadn't been. And the this is a hot pink and white and speckled one. It's it's wonderful. That's neat. But now I'm going to have a bazillion sprouting from all those seeds, which is bad, right? Not necessarily. If you would like to participate in this morning's radio show, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk. We're going to take a break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. 
Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. Traditionally, I would give out the phone number here, but he just did in the break. He did. Why do I redo that? You like uh, like to hear yourself talk. Oh, is that what it is? That's what I would think. I am David Ross, listening to himself, (laughs) along with George Allman, Mark Mahady, and Ken Anderson, both, or each, have the day off. I guess it could be... Both or either. Or each. Either, either way will work. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. When we went into the break, we were talking about four o'clocks, but before that, we were talking about the amorphophallus. But before that, we were talking about grow power, and the question came up is, why didn't somebody buy the company? And that's an excellent question, and I don't know the answer as to why nobody did, but nobody did, and the person, the company that was most closely related to that that could have passed on it, which must be a reason but um they just want to sell and move on the the building and the property so that is why that has been and i don't think anybody wants to get into the fertilizer business in california in 2023 probably not so now the amorphophallus what what's so special well, why yeah, are we, we making we a big finish deal that. Out yeah. of this? why why is it such a big deal what part of it is that it it has it doesn't have an, a regular blooming cycle it just blooms kind of when it wants to. It has a number of years before it first blooms, and then the cycle can be every year, every two years, random. But you know, dates. this is right on schedule according for this one, to according the, to our own chart. Yes, right. But where's the corpse flower from? From we didn't even mention that. Is the it original. Malaysia? It's Sumatra. Sumatra. So, yeah. And it was originally, I think, they were first discovered in the in the late 1800s, at least to science. You know, I'm sure the people of of the area, indigenous peoples, knew it, but we didn't find it until the 1800s. Why do they call it the corpse flower, George? It is a flower that is comparable to something that has died in perhaps has your, a scent? your refrigerator or out in the yard somewhere. Yes, it, it attracts beetles and flies from you know great distances because of the smell. And if you may recall, was it last year or the year before that the San Diego Botanic Garden had their big one blooming? Yes. And John Clements was using a um, temperature gauge because the, the the plant itself gives off a great deal of heat, which helps get that scent out there. So the combination of the scent and the heat makes the um, odor go a great distance. And that is because those are the Those are the pollinators, right. Bring them in to pollinate. So it's actually very fascinating. I totally agree. I was just thinking about, we were talking about when they measured it at the Botanic Garden a year and a half ago. Um, Actually, I guess it's been two years. Has it been that long? My goodness. But they just had them blooming. Again. Earlier this but year, I don't, two know if it's the, I don't know if it's the same plant. That's, I don't yeah, think it is. Right, but I, I think they were smaller, and we didn't hear the the heat, the numbers, numbers on right. that. Yes, thank you for helping me finish that. That was very, very to difficult. Help. Okay, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Now you want to talk about jalapeno gate? Yes. Or so, did you want something else? Should no, I look we, at my notes. We here? could talk at jalapeno gate. So it, there, I'm sure we have some folks out there listening that have that went into the store and either purchased seeds or plants of a particular variety of pepper, say, for example, jalapenos, and they planted them with great excitement. Are you and talking about jalapenos? Jalapenos. Okay. They're waiting for them. I just wanted to make sure. Well, I'm, I'm not a native San Diegan, so, and English is my second language. I'm from New York. So, um, but they planted their their plants with the expectation of getting a particular type of pepper and they're watching the one on grow, the label the one for on instance. the label for example, for example and they're not getting that and that's happening it seems across the country in a great many areas including large commercial growers who planted their plants and are not getting what they planted so there's a jalapeno shortage there's, out there there's a well it's not necessarily just that one type of pepper but some others and and we planted some and now i have what look like hot wax peppers coming up and so they believe there was a seed mix-up somewhere from the original sourcing. A lot of the seed manufacturers, I think, draw from the same areas and the commercial growers. And if somebody made an error on a sack of seed. Well, I, I first saw this on a couple of the San Diego Gardener pages uh, on Facebook, and I was looking into it. And then I went in, and there are numerous articles in 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 newspapers and gardening magazines uh, across the country where this is happening. So very interesting. You know, I joke about it. I was joking with you and who cares, but 
if it, you're it a doesn't commercial, ma- yeah, if you're if you're a supplier to you know some of these locally grown places that are growing things for local gar- uh, from to restaurant, you know, farm to table kind of places, they don't have what they promised. Well, and if you're a commercial grower and you buy a fifty pound sack or a hundred pounds of jalapeno seed and you get no jalapenos and you're right. planning on selling jalapenos, yeah. I guess you make lemonade. Is that how you fix you make, it? Or yeah, you make hot, hot wax, wax Hungarian peppers. Hungarian peppers or something? But how many? Bull weevils are there in this world that you're going to be able to sell all yeah, your it's, it's, Hungarian anyway, wax? And I think it's happened with a couple other plants too, but this is the one that's gotten the most attention. It's interesting. I wonder. Every year, we see a few plants. We have customers come back in that say, "I bought this, and then this is what came up." And you know, somebody could kids walk through the nursery and they can pick up a tag and move it from one to the other. But I have heard that more this year than in the past, and and one of the ones was bush beans versus pole I can, beans. I can attest to that one as well, yes. Maybe it's you. Well, perhaps it is. And the, the See, I didn't have any mislabeled beans. You didn't plant any. Well, let's, yeah, so? <laughs> so I, I was not the only one, though, this year, there, with regard to the beans as well. So there was, And, and I, I agree with you. I mean, when you have things in six-packs and somebody takes a label out to look at it, and then they go to put it back and like, oh, which which one did I take this out of? The one that's missing one would be the one but I would ideally, go to. Ideally, but, but not you, necessarily. But you, never, you never know. Right. All right. I'm going to go back to grow power now. I was going to go back to fertilization as well. Look okay. at that. We're on Have the same page. It. Well, I was going to suggest or ask you rather, do you fertilize in August? And the reason I ask is one of our instructors who used to work at the nursery who teaches a lot of our classes for fruit trees speaks to fertilizing in February, May, August, and then maybe in November. And I know you don't adhere to any particular schedule. And my philosophy is if you ask 10 of us when to fertilize, you'll get 11 different answers. You could not be more right about that. So would you fertilize in August, I guess, if you had, if you didn't do it last week or the week Let me think about this. What day? I did fertilize in August. There we go. So yes. And I, and it came up with the grow power conversation on do you fertilize now because we're losing the grow power and you want to get it in the ground. I was using some Dr. Earth. I'm going to stock up on grow power as I'm sure a lot of a people few are. other people are going to be doing. And I think primarily I'm going to focus on the grow power soil conditioner because that is the greater concentrate of what makes grow power better. So I could go get my Dr. Earth or one of the other organics and then just supplement with extra right. uh, humic acid in the soil conditioner and the, the kelp and the enzymes. And I think, I think that's the way I will approach it. I don't think that's the way most people will approach it. I might do something similar. I think the only big difference that I see is oft- with, with regard to the grow power, <clears throat> excuse me, is the grow power has some I the- remember when that happened to me. I think I was in high was school. 14, right? Yeah. yeah. And the voice um, went. And you, you've never left there. And I, I still, your, voice still cha- there. your voice changed. But, Absolutely yeah, but the correct. Attitude has it. There's no doubt about um, that. The uh, Are the minerals, uh, or, you know, the, the trace minerals, you know, you, or zinc and um, magnesium, Mag- manganese, depending on which formulation you get, are absent in the organics. And so that's the only thing that I think you would – and, and iron as well. You can get those in supplements, you, too. You can, absolutely. I, it just adds to the complexity of fertilizing if, you're going, yes. if you want to use something else. I had some uh, sample bags of, I think it was rose food, and I, it was organic, so it would be hard to burn with it. And I dumped about a pound into around the base of each plant. And it's kind of amazing what happens when you feed and water your plants at this it time of the year. It is amazing. And I do need to get a big bag of something to feed the lawn with, but, um, and I generally don't do that with the organics because they smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do attract animals as well, so. and, and just the the distributing it. Um, I put on gloves. I actually I put on. Well, a, you put on gloves to use a pencil, so you know. I I do not. <laughs> I was I I do not. You knock that off. Um, I put on a a plastic glove, a surgical type glove, right. to to sprinkle it because the fishbone meal permeates and sticks, and you got to be careful getting it on your sleeves and stuff because I don't like that. Is that fair? Don't, don't uh, nod I, no, your I, head. I, I this actually, is a radio show. I, well, back to my, as you mentioned earlier, I'm nodding my head in agreement. Yes, I, I, it's I, okay for I, me. I don't to mind do it. the uh, I don't mind the scent, but. I know that the dogs really like it, and especially when you have something that has a higher nitrogen, which is blood meal, and they go crazy for it. And, you know, that has been one of the benefits of 
grow power. It is not organic, but it's air quotes like it helps your soil like an organic and it doesn't have those animal byproducts in it that will attract animals. Right. It doesn't have the sense and I well, speaking of doesn't have sense, some would say I don't either, but you beat me to it. Um it it's been very nice in that regard. And I do like that a lot. And a lot of people have problems with their dogs digging and things. And Agreed. And the other nice thing about the grow power is the fact that you can just, when you toss it down and water it in, it breaks down very rapidly and gets into the soil. And go right, you can put it on top of your mulches and, and water it in thoroughly. Which well, that's some, what, of the, some of the organics kind of linger on top for a while till they break down. Klingons and lingerers. Um, that is one of the questions we get about fertilizer. Do I need to pull back all the mulch? And I guess ideally, yes, you would pull back all the mulch, put down the fertilizer, and then push all the mulch back. But have you ever done that? No. Would you do that? No. No, not with the number of trees we have now. Yeah, I no. wouldn't I wouldn't either. So yeah. I just recommend, we recommend that people just go by and fertilize over the top, a little over the top these days, and then go by, I recommend a... A hose yeah, good, and a water good, aggressively. Some pressure, yeah, some pressure on it. So digging up the soil, but right. just push it. It'll through. all break down and get there. It just takes a little bit longer. And that's all you need to do. And it'll also put some of the fertilizer up into the mulch, where the biologics, the bacteria that are breaking down the mulch, need nitrogen. That's and you're a good feeding call. Them, yeah. you're, you're helping. You've the got whole, the fungi there that can help, right? That microbial activity that you want me to say. Well, I was talking about the fun guy. Who's the fun guy that's out working in the yard? (laughs) Uh, The microbial activity. You're you're helping that all take place. Agreed. So what are we going to do? I was all set on just moving to to the organics, and I wasn't thinking about how much I don't like the scent of organics. Do you have any any help for me here? I I don't because I I mean, I, I would go typically to the organics on a regular basis anyway. I use Grow Power as well, but I do use a lot of the organics. Well, let me ask you this question then to hope nobody's eating their breakfast, but don't you get some of the scent from the organics up into your nose it and it follows you around for all. the day? Doesn't, no, no. Not what, what at are you, all? What are you doing? How, do you, how does that happen I throw to it. You open the bag and you throw well, it. I throw it too, but I think I might stay, stand upwind from it or something. I don't know. I don't so think I, I have... So I need to turn my back I'm on I'm not it. having I that problem. I could try that. Well, here's a quick thing before we go to the break. Uh, do you use Ada Perry's at all on your roses? I have not recently. We have with great success, but I was going to say, I planted a lot of my vegetables with some Ada Perry's when I first started, and we have some of the best-looking eggplants than we've ever well, had. It, it has the humic it has acid. It has it the trace yeah. minerals. It has all of those things in it. Totally agree. For my roses, I went and bought a bag of the something Foss, the 630, the, the, the stuff that David from, from oh, Barona the, the, okay. recommended. Yeah, the best, the, the one yes. that was a lawn fertilizer, yes. actually. Yes. And I haven't noticed any benefit to my flowers from putting it in my garage. <laughs> I, I, don't, I haven't opened the bag. But if you, maybe if you open the bag, you'll get some results. Some of the, some of the, the odor or the odor scent will, will get out there. Them. Yeah. I did get it, though, and I did take it home. If you would like to participate, that number this is for you too, Kevin Grangetto. 888-344-1170. The number is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour. and We'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back. With more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ, if you would like to give us a call from the Department of Redundancies, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We heard it through the grapevine. Have you had any of the blueberry grapes that Shirley has brought into the nursery these last yes. couple of weeks? They're really good. They're quite tasty. Yeah. I, the first time, the first day I tried them, and I don't know if it's because it was two weeks ago, I didn't think they had as much flavor, but this last week, another week of heat has really 
brought out the flavors. In so them. you're saying plants, the fruit can change over the over time on the tree, so you can get a better harvest at a different time. You know what? That would be useful information. I would not say anything okay. like that. That's right. Um, we're going to go to the phones where Kevin has been waiting. Mr. Grangetto, you found the number. I am pleased. I found it. I, yeah, I'm so thankful, Evie. I'm so you guys, proud of you. You guys don't number. have internet only, out only there? Only 17 and, times. Yes. Kevin, you guys don't have internet out there? 1170. Pardon me? You guys don't have internet out there where you can look that kind of stuff up? No, no, no. We're just, we have the two uh, tin cans and a string. We're still... Uh, He's out in the boonies <laughs> of Escondido, man. He's hidden yeah, out there. Yes, yes. We're, you have we're to call the operator. Uh, yeah, I got the, I got the buggy hitch, hitched up to the wagon, and we're uh, making our way to the store. But so we're so do you have a... Hope, the, I hope everybody can make it. Yeah, you've got to get, get headed out there quickly because it is so far, yeah. and the buggy goes so slowly, and you never know when you're going to uh, hit absolutely. a red light. But yes, what what's going no. on out at Grand oh, Jettos and Escondido our today. Plumeria Festival today. Atkinson. He's uh, he's going to be having his uh, talk from nine to eleven, all about plumeria. everything you want to know. And we're afraid to ask uh, why is my plumeria not doing as well this year? What's going on with it? And uh, he's going to answer all those questions. And we're going to have a gentleman selling plumeria, potted uh, container plumeria plants. Uh, a friend of Mike's. Um, we're going to have. I mean, it's going to be a fantastic time. We're honoring David Ross. It's our David Ross Day at Grand Jettos. <laughs> I don't know what else I could say. It's just, you know, people have been clamoring. Actually, people have been camping out, David, all week long. And uh, In anticipation? I, I just would ask you, please. Yes, I would just ask you, David, please, if you could just move your hammock to the left a little bit to let people in the store because you're kind of blocking the track. I, I will do so. I'll send you a picture Kevin, and you can show them the picture and let them touch your phone screen or something as they walk by in, <laughs> in my honor. But as I don't think I'm going to be there because I, I have to do a staghorn remounting and care class. Otherwise, you know I would oh, be I'm, there. I know you're going to be there. And we're going to have Manzanita roasting coffee in honor of you because we know how much you love coffee. Um, Samantha from Bernardo Winery is going to be there and providing coffee and i mean it's going to be a fantastic morning and we 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 appreciate your encouragement on the phone and also one other thing i forget on wednesday we have another order of coffee plants coming in uh jay rusky from french coffee is going to be coming down and we'll have some more coffee plants to sell so if you need any let me know i'm Uh, good we still have a few at the nursery in poway but if i need some more i will reach out to you Awesome, my friend. Thank you so much. You're, Thank you for the opportunity to promote the event. You're welcome, Kevin. Thanks for calling. All right, buddy. Take, Take care. care, Kevin. Bye-bye. Now let's see if I can say goodbye to Kevin and say good morning to Ann in El Cajon. I think I did it all correctly, and I found the cursor. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. How are you? Yes. Good, thanks. How are we doing? Great. I uh, am anticipating uh, what I will need to do for a poinsettia i've been growing it's in a pot it's actually four plants in a big pot but it looks great uh, i remember way back and um hearing that you have to do something to make the poinsettia turn red you have to to hope for 12 hours of dark and 12 hours of light so when the as we get closer to winter, it should start coloring up. And you want to keep it away from artificial light, which will right. throw it off. So put it in an area away from porch lights and away from street lights as the days get shorter. And, and pruning is important, too, to get a fuller plant and to increase the, the flowers on them as well. There's p- my other question, because I haven't done anything except water it since last year. <laughs> So it's recommended that they get they are pruned in in spring and then in summer as well. So it'd be about now. Give it right. another pruning so that the new growth as it comes out is what will develop the bracts that you will be looking forward to this winter. Yep, and you don't want to do it too late because then you miss the opportunity to have that new growth. So now. Yep. And then, uh, have you been fertilizing it? No. You might want to do that as well. That will encourage some growth. Like I said, all I, I moved it out to the front porch and I water it and I left it alone because I didn't want to. It is it. It's it. in a pot, I assume. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so anything in a pot is going to need a little bit more frequent feeding simply because you deplete the nutrition, both the plant using it and then things coming out the bottom of the plant when you water. So it's important to uh, feed those on a regular basis. And what would you recommend I feed it with? What's your favorite, David, for potted plants? I bet it's going to be grow planting, power tablets. Planting tablets. Grow I buy power it tablets. In a box yep. of, of a thousand so that I can just throw that into all my containers and every time I water, it gives them a little bit of food and I don't have to do any extra effort, which I like doing. But less anything effort. that's, that's sent, <clears throat> excuse me, anything that's made for, <clears throat> I can't talk today, anything that's made for the plants, uh, for potted plants will work. Grow power tablets work. Osmocote works quite well and it gives it a long uh, feeding period. And just a little bit of regular grow power or a granular yeah. fertilizer or one of the organics we were talking about will all work well in the container. Just Just give them something. Okay. And how far back do I prune it? It depends on how far out it's grown. I would say somewhere between a quarter and a half. Yeah. If it's too tall, if it's going to be even taller in another couple of months, then I'd cut it back a little bit more. If it is very fairly compact in its growth right now, I would cut it back a little bit le- less. less. Just encourage or, or it to not become... at, Or not at all. Yeah. If it's real real compact and full, just leave it alone and feed it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, looks great. Like I said, that's why I haven't done anything. I've Left it alone so I didn't do any damage. Just, just give it some food then. Okay, great. Thanks for the call, Ann. When do I no. when do I start the twelve hour thing right now? Or? No, 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 no. We're looking at November, November, December. Oh, okay. All right, I'll bring it in and put it somewhere darker. All right, thank you. Thanks for the call, and just bring thank it in at you. night. Not put it in a closet for twelve hours a day, but make sure you let it out during the day. Thanks for the call, okay. Ann. Now let's head over to Del Cerro, where Jason is waiting. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I got myself up this morning to ask a stone fruit question, and um, when I was listening to the show earlier, I can confirm I bought some ancho poblano peppers, and they're definitely not ancho poblanos. <laughs> so it's not yeah. just me. Yeah. No, it's um, unfortunate. I, I think there was a big mix-up somewhere, and I'm. Uh, we could blame it on the workforce or something, or not. We could yeah. do whatever we want to do because it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. So, what's your what's right. your tree planting question? Yeah, so I bought um, well with, with a great stone fruit harvest this season because of all the rains and stuff. Um, I got pretty excited with all my peaches that I had, and I thought I'm going to get some more stuff. So I bought a few pluots, a spicy nectarplum. Um, and I probably should have waited till bare root season, but, um, now I'm going up to plant them and I'm sitting here looking at one right now. I woke up early to do this and, um, they're pretty root bound. My, so my question is, would you be pretty, uh, you know, uh, aggressive with cutting the roots and, or would you just, you know, I, I don't know how root sensitive they are. Like I wouldn't want to do that to an avocado. Definitely. But if they are um, really root bound, if they're really wound around the pot, I would break them up a little bit. I wouldn't rip the whole thing apart, um, but I would break them out a little bit. And what I like to do is I put on gloves. Go ahead, George. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. It's I right. put on gloves and I kind of wipe them up and down the root ball and and rough it up a little bit just to to break them out of their rounded cycle. Right. And then you do want to trim it mm-hmm. when you put it in as well because you're going to have, you know, a very large tree with those root-bound roots. So prune it back a bit as well. And sometimes I will pinch off the bottom part of the pot because usually at the very bottom where it goes around the perimeter, there's a, an extra layer of roots there. And I would pinch that and rip it open a little bit more vigorously than just the sides. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's like one one of them. I forget which pool out it is. It's, it's got a couple large roots down there, and they like went down, hit the corner, and took a left, and then they they're just and never stopped. Pretty, yeah, it kind of never stopped. So I'm just wondering if on those should I just sit there uh, with my pruners and kind of just cut that? Yeah, so I, I have um, done that. Is. I've I've cut cut the larger roots that have gone around, but I also, again, cut cool. it back okay. so it doesn't have to support as much while those roots uh, kind of rebound. Trim, trim it a little bit, and then make sure you maybe water a little more than you typically have mm-hmm. been just to, to compensate to make sure it doesn't dry out at all. And then lastly, would you fertilize this time of year or no? 
yes or no, depending. Oh, I guess he's asking us. Yeah, I, I would. I, mean, I put I, a little I, bit. Especially if it's an organic. I know that our, yeah. our good friend Mike from the zoo likes to put one of the organic starter fertilizers in anything anything that he plants. Um, because put some it, in the very yeah, bottom of the hole. Some Mix some. That'd be perfect. Yep. Mix some Dr. Earth in the yep. bottom of the hole um, and then sprinkle a little bit more over the top when you're done and water it in. Cool. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, Jason. So now Mike likes to do it, though, more so for the um, bacteria. Yeah, the bacteria and the the fungi. For the beneficial microbial activity? Well, it won't be activity until you get it going. But yes, for that stuff. He really thinks it's very beneficial to plants. I know I've been a contrarian with that, but on some of the trees I planted in the last month, I've, I've done that. I just dug the hole, threw some fertilizer in the bottom, threw some fertilizer in the top, put some mulch over the top because that's what was recommended. Well, and they the guys on the radio fine. say that mulch is important. They do say that. Yeah. But what do they know? But Jason got up early to get his question answered, which is kind of That's nice. Cool. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break, and we'll be back, be, 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 be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Ken and Mark are taking the day off. I uh, I want to go back for a second. You know when Kevin called in? Yes. And he's doing plumerias and I'm doing staghorn ferns. Oh, well, he's got coffee coming and he had to one-up me. Did you notice that? But we have coffee every time. We, we have, have coffee classes. every time. Yes. And Actually, every day of the week. We so. have good coffee. There we go. But then... He had a hammock and yeah, I don't. I, that wasn't very nice. So, well, so we before need to put we a went ham- to the break, do we have to put a hammock up at our store? So. Okay. Maybe I could do it from from a rested resting position. <laughs> position. I did. Well, never mind. Um, before we went to the break, we were talking to Jason about his fruit trees. Correct. Correct. And you wanted to take this opportunity to say, Jason, <clears throat> if you're still listening, we are going to have an autumn fruit tree care class. Uh, you want to write at, it down and I'll say it? <laughs> Maybe so. At the end of September at the Poway store at 930, September 30th. So autumn fruit tree <clears throat> care. When is Tom Spellman coming? Uh, November 13th, Monday. Monday evening, evening, November 13th. There's going to be a special event at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway. We will ent- mention it many more times. But Tom Spellman. Um, the Dave Wilson. Rep and. Guru. Yes. We'll be we'll, teaching or giving a presentation on backyard orchard culture. And it is a fantastic presentation. And if you can't make it, I'll just tell you, I'll sum the whole thing up for you right now so you don't have to come, which is make your yard a place you want to be. I love that line. I, as do I. And it doesn't have to be fruit trees, although it will it be, will yeah, be for me. But make your your surroundings, make your environment one that, is pleasing to you. So and you don't you can... have to go anywhere. You just walk out and you're where you want to be. Exactly. And he will tell you to mulch everything. Exactly. So we are rapidly passing through summer, are we not? We are. And we are rapidly approaching, what's the next season? Autumn, fall, which happens in September. It really is literally around the corner. And, and people have... Literally? Are, literally. Not just figuratively. People are actually starting to come in and purchase their fall seeds, their all the brassicas and such. I wonder if they're going to get what they're purchasing. <laughs> that's right. Are they buying their peppers for that? I brought broccoli or? and I'm getting eggplant. I don't know what's no, going on. No, I don't on. think that's going to happen. No. I hope that doesn't happen. How dare you bring that up? But the... Uh, one of the first harbingers of fall in my world is the fall bulbs, which have right. not yet arrived. And... 
They're actually not expected for about another month. But the bearded iris rhizomes, and I think there's like 20 varieties of bearded iris that we are expecting at both stores this coming week. There might be some in Poway a little sooner than next week, but by Monday afternoon, both stores should have a couple of dozen varieties of bearded iris out and about. Um, And for those of you who have not grown bearded iris before, that's one of the easiest plants to grow. They will take care of themselves. Mostly so. Do you have a, a bunch? I have some that are still alive that have gotten no care. And they did bloom this year because they got some I water. Rain, from rain, right? But if, if they don't get the rain, if they don't get artificial water from a helpful, handy gardener like myself, they'll survive, but they won't bloom. But if you want to take care of them, they bloom and, and thrive. And they did bloom this year. Yeah, they come back year after year with, and they grow and, and increase in size and, and plant numbers that you can divide yourself and make more. Do they bloom and grow forever like Edelweiss? Edelweiss. We had, oh, we had a gentleman come in last week that's mother is from Austria, or maybe he said Sweden. Whose but mother is Whose from? mother is from, and Sorry. she um, she's ill, and the brothers decided they wanted to do something for her, so they, they, had, they bought a bunch of Edelweiss and wanted to make a garden with just that, and they're trying everything on how to do it with covering and shade and all these different things, but they want to do it for their mom. That's very sweet, and make sure you throw in a... A little sound a of little, music exactly, with that. Exactly, that's what I said yes, to him. The Absolutely. DVD. Let's head out to San Diego where Ted is waiting with a tree question. Good morning, Ted. Hey, morning, guys. Love the show. So happy you're here. Thank you. Um, I have a beautiful tree. I wish I knew the name, but it had, it flowers once a year with these clusters of bright yellow. And every cluster ends up producing this it's not a fruit, but it's just this long. It's a really long looking. seed pod, isn't it? Golden medallion. You use for num- yeah, you use it for nunchucks. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. If I snip those off when they're very small to avoid having to deal with them when they get bigger, is that good or bad? It's that's, totally that's fine. fine. It'll, it'll, the tree will stop putting the energy into making those seed pods. They won't crack and fall apart and become totally unsightly. It's a good practice, especially if you need something to do with your time is to go out there and, and remove those. It's uh, it's kind of like deadheading flowers. It is. You don't have to, and some plants need it to help them rebloom. But the the plant you're talking about the is? Cassia, right? So it's a golden medallion tree or Cassia leptophylla. Awesome. Hey, can I get a bonus? I didn't ask your producer, but I figured I might as well get you a Go like for that. it. Bonus time. We're in the bonus round here on AM 1170 KCBQ. Go. Okay, about... Ten years ago, my daughter brought home an apple seed she left in her desk and challenged me to grow it. Well, it's about 15 feet tall now. Um, of course, it produces no fruit. But uh, when I was recently in Sorrento, I saw how they, um, I don't know what the right word is, trellis apple trees to make them where they have them grow you know, um, horizontally. They tre- right, it's es- espalier. Yes. Way we, to go, George. Well, we, well, we have one. We were eating off of it yesterday. So, yes, yeah. go ahead. Is it ever too late to try that? Because these things kind of get unruly or gamey looking. No, it's, give me fruit. it's never, never too late. And prune off the branches that aren't growing in the flat plane that you want and select branches that are growing in the flat plane that you want. And if there are no branches growing in the flat plane, flat plane that you want, you can bend them and stake them and bring them right. forward or back into the plane that you want. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great thanks, day. For the, thanks for the call. Now, I, well, you know, a- I was apples and s- pears though lend themselves to that really well because they fruit, and banana because they fruit in the same spot on those on spurs. those same branches. And that's which, why you can do that. Yeah. yeah, he needs to cut some of those back. Don't let it get so big. And I, we didn't ask him if it was blooming at all, did we? No, but it you just, know, apples are very tricky. Like, we talked about that once about having you know getting true to seed kind of plants and apples are, are notoriously not and it takes thousands and thousands and thousands of seedlings to get something that's even potentially well, what if market. he has the one seedling? it might be it every seedling that grows in my yard i think it's the one i agree the i have a king david apple and it was a chance seedling in 1898 or something it's a delicious apple but it just well i thought you said it was a king david it's a king david. actually when we bought it we we bought it from walter anderson and it was a very wispy thing, and I called it a Prince David because it really wasn't kingly yet, but now it's kingly. Now it's kingly. Now it's kingly. Thank it's you. much nicer. Thank you. I was going to go so. Oh, where was I? Oh, the walled garden. 
at the Biltmore Estate is all, not all, but there are espaliered apples and pears. And that was the first time that I had seen pears espaliered against the wall. And it's, it is an enormous walled compound. And those trees must be close to 100 years old now. They're gorgeous when they're done that way. And it's a space saver. Everybody has room to put in a an yep. espalier. Up you can, a fence somewhere. They're great for separating areas in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, at one of the apple places up in Julian, Calico, Calico Ranch, they had them espalier between the parking area and the and the farm itself. And I, I don't know. It's really neat. I mine's still in a container in the shade, but it's producing lots of apples. And I need to move it out into the sun where it's going to do it's, more Ours is better. doing really well. We were eating some yesterday, as I said. Do we so, have any classes coming up, 9 George? o'clock in San Diego, Carnivorous Plants with Hong from the San Diego Carnivorous Plant Society. And at 9.30 in Poway, David Ross teaching staghorn fern care and culture and remounting. And remounting. And go, remounting. Yeah, I would go to the carnivorous plant class. Or to Grangettos. You have been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. Auto Talk is up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.